Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. Your sitter. Wow. Uh, as long as they're fans on this point, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans can be here, the Celtic fans can be here, Laker fans can be here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Pick Axe Podcast. It is Zach Bikosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. We are back after a couple of weeks off now, ready as the Nuggets are back as well with the season getting into swing this week. We had a preseason game along with some other Nuggets news. Gordon, how have you been? How was your time away uh, before the season got started? There was time between last season and this season? <laughs> 77 days. This is the first uh, exactly. I've heard of it. What are you talking about? Yeah, it uh, it came up on us really fast. That That's for sure. It seems like just uh, just a little bit ago. You know, usually like you have like the draft and then it's okay. And then there's, uh, there's that, there, free agency. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like right two after. or three months between the, the draft right. and like and like preseason. So like preseason this time around feels like like summer league normally does where it's like, okay, right after the draft and free agency yeah. right now, it's yeah, like normally you'd be like, this summer. is, you know, the, the preseason definitely feels like summer league. And it's a, it's a very weird thing to go from like the draft just happened and I'm looking at who those guys are and I wonder how they're going to look in summer. Oh no, this is preseason and it's time to start the season in, in like two games. So yeah, they are, very yeah, strange, but, yeah. compact year. And they are playing, no doubt. I mean, Zeke Naji was, uh, yeah, he and RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton got, got in. Uh, he didn't look as good as Zeke, but yeah, he, he got in. Some minutes. Yep, exactly. Both the uh, the Nuggets first and second round pick got some, uh, or two first round picks. I guess they both weren't. Neither were a second round pick. Either way, uh, they got some. They got some time there uh, in that game. We are going to talk, of course, quite a bit about that first preseason game. I also want to talk a little bit about Monte Morris's. Extension. That's what we'll do for the first half of the show. And then in the second half, we got two more preseason games coming up this week. So we will dive a little bit into uh, what we're looking for in those two final contests. And then we'll close out the show with some predictions for the NBA season. So let's not delay anymore and get right to it. Let's start with Monte Morris. That's kind of what the uh, what, uh, last week opened up with was the news that Monte Morris gets a, was it a three-year, $27 yep. million dollar Nine million per. Extension, yep. nine million per. That's um, No player option. It looks like it's 327, all, all guaranteed. So about a million less than what they were uh, rumored to have offered uh, Malik Beasley. The, the year before, yep. I think he was offered, he was 330. So, I would take um, Monte Morris over Malik Beasley all the time. Yeah, I think right now for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, after, especially after he's proven that um, it might not, might not be the most reliable um, teammate one and be able them, to stay on the court. One of them has fewer questions uh, surrounding him. Fewer court dockets sure. also. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Less felonies uh, being charged with. Right now, so um, but with that not being said, uh, the Nuggets obviously were not having to choose between Monty Morris and nope. Malik Beasley. But if you again, if you look at it, like I mean, we know what Beasley got. I mean, what what the Nuggets offered him was three thirty because that's what they could offer him, and he well, said he no thanks, and he like, got he got four sixty. 
460, yeah, so he ended up getting a good 5 million per yeah. extra and an extra year. So good for Malik. Right. I mean, um, his agent did good and and he uh, he should absolutely sign that. He did. You know, and I expected I expected Monte Morris to get a a 445 or something on the open right. market, so 330 like like 3 um, you know, 27, you know, that 9 million per is totally fine. Like that's very it's very reasonable. Like it's both like equitable for what he could have got on the market while not being the highest market price. Yeah, for sure. I think, and especially, hey, we're not talking about like, you know, you think about, well, uh, Mason Plumley, a guy who was basically the other, the other end of the nuggets rotation backup rotation last year. Uh, he got, you know, um, three, what, three years, 24 million. And it was like, well, that doesn't feel, feel as nice. But the thing is, is Mason's like, what, like 31 now. And, uh, Morris is with 24. So, um, that's the thing is you get him on a, on a three-year deal. Basically he's still going into his prime. Yep. Hasn't even really hit his prime. and won't really even hit his prime until this deal is up. So, uh, it's, it's a nice way to kind of lock him in for the foreseeable future. Keep him as part of your core, but also not overcommit, uh, anything crazy. Correct. Uh, which we could have, you know, they could have done. We've seen them do in the past. We, I think about like Kenneth Fareed right. uh, in his contract. This could have turned into something like that where, yeah, you're ending up paying like a Malik Beasley got paid a four-year, $60 million deal where in the man, maybe in year four of that deal, you're not too happy about it anymore. Right. Um, well, look, man, like even we, if, we watched them sign Mason Plumlee for uh, three three years, $43 million, right? So this is this is three twenty seven. I would much right. rather, you know, have that happen because you know what role Monte Morris plays. I mean, the Nuggets decided to confuse that with um, signing Compasso, but like, right? The, the, they know they know what Morris is good for, and Morris, you know, may wind up, you know, starting on some team in his prime. He could do that. There's teams he could start for. Um, you know, in the same way that um, you had like Jameer Nelson, you know, starting for Orlando. Right. You know, so there there are ways where that would work for him. So he may wind up with that when he's in his prime. But he, I like that he said, you know, at the at the news conference that he wanted to be here. He has some stuff to finish. Like they have some unfinished business. I mean, who doesn't? When you've gotten the taste of the Western Conference Finals, and you know, you know that that for as long as you have Jokic on your team, like you're going to be competitive. You're going to be a contender. You know, right. who doesn't want to sign up for that for before you even hit your prime? You got paid. You, you got your first big contract so that money is not really a worry now. You know, you're not worried about one injury stealing your whole career. You got your money now. You got your $27 million. And now you can go see how far you can go with the squad. And if it turns out that it's better for you and your business to go somewhere else, that's great. But right now you're young and you get to chase a ring. Who doesn't love that? Right. You get to chase a ring and yeah, well, and it's a perfect spot. Exactly. You're young. You get to chase a ring. And if you end up having a big, you know, big moments in some playoff series, let's say, you know, say the Nuggets uh, three years from now are in, get a chance to get in the finals and you have a big finals. Like, well, guess what? Then you're, you know, you're Monty, you're 27 and you're hitting the free agent market. You might be hitting it. You're signing yourself up for uh, a max contract like that. That sort of opportunity exists, especially because he's going to get a lot of opportunity to play as sort of a sixth man uh, for the Nuggets. Now, alongside uh, Will Barton, I think will be the other guy you see uh, getting a lot of minutes at the bench. But the, with with him and Morris, those two guys are going to be your primary playmakers off of your bench unit. Monty Morris could, you know, maybe he ends up being like a sixth man of the year type of guy. I mean, look at like uh, what Montrez Harrell got paid this year. Yep. 
Um, you know, in, in what could have probably been a much bigger deal for him had it not been, you know, kind of the, the whole coronavirus year. But um, there's still a lot of opportunity for Morris to get uh, to get even more money in his career, being that he's in the rotation on a team uh, who's going to be competing in the play deep in the playoffs. That's the those are the type of guys who can really get paid. Yep. Uh, if, he may not get that Fred Van Vliet out. deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Fred Van Vliet. That's another like really though another like perfect example of a guy who did exactly that. Like he showed out and they had some big moments in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, got on a team who ended up winning. You know, won a ring and then like now he's looking at him. He's got a he's got a monster deal um, to stay in Toronto. Which you know who knows if the nut if that would happen if Morris would be staying here in Denver. But he could very well get paid. In a lot of different places. Right. And again, like uh, Fred Van Vliet got four years and 85 million. You know, you you got three years and 27 million on Monte Morris. He's not the defender that Fred is. He's not the, you know, necessarily the the lead scorer that that Fred is. But Monte Morris is far from a finished product. Like and he's so good at what he does that the Nuggets got him for a relative bargain. It just makes some other decisions that they have to make a little, or that they did make even this off season, a little more interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah, when it comes to like how you're going to play him, because I mean, Monte got paid now. Like if you're making $9 million a year, you're not making that to tell wave. Nope. Like nope, you're right. getting minutes, you're really you know, and it's the same thing though with, uh, but now you've got Composo. Like, I mean, are you surprised? Are you surprised that they won, that they give him the extension at all because of the fact that they've brought in, you know, obviously Composo and Hampton. They brought in a lot of guards this yes. year. But two, also that they give him the extension right now because it makes it – he's a pretty much impossible to trade Current. Uh, this you season. You cannot move him, yes, because just because so, of the poison pill. I don't – if you right, want to go exactly. into that, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, yeah we're not going to – I mean – uh, that's like a Nuggets numbers thing. They can yeah. Well, let Ryan do that. That's not an us thing. But, uh, we aren't we aren't numbers people. But suffice to say, Monty Morris is not going to be involved in any trade. He can't be. The, the, the way you have to match in order to like because his future salary is rigged into how much he goes out, but his current right. salary is rigged into how much it, it, it. Trading him is basically, for all intents and purposes, impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. So because of that, um, he he's one hundred percent locked into this year. Um, as right. is Capazzo, like he's locked right. into this year. Oh, uh, because you just signed him, so you can't trade him immediately. Like that's how that works. Yeah, and just the, with with the way the Nuggets are too, and the way they treat they players, would, yeah, like, they would do that. they're not bringing Capazzo over from Europe to be like, oh, we're gonna in a couple of months we're gonna trade you. Like right. it, that's not gonna happen. Well, and again, uh, what I find very interesting about it, I yes, I to answer your question, I was surprised. I really expected. Monte Morris, from as much as I, I I love his game and I've really enjoyed watching him, I thought he was out because he was going to make too right. much money. He was going to make ten or twelve million dollars a four, year. Four for sixty, right? Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking I was thinking he was going to get more like four for forty five, four for fifty, you know. But then he was going to get like a big long deal from Atlanta or somebody who needs a really reliable backup point guard you know, to handle the ball, make sure that, you know, bad shit doesn't happen and can play alongside a starter off ball if you need them to. You know, then that would be a really small thing there in, in Atlanta. But still, like, there are there were teams that I thought would, would definitely pursue Morris. And um, the fact that they re-signed him now, they, they must have just liked the number. But also, I think it's a really fascinating thing to both add him, to keep him around for another 
at least a year, obviously, but you know, another three after this one. Um, right. And then to have um, Facundo uh, Composo come over and to also have him as a small point guard. They don't play the same way. Um, they de- uh, uh, no, and I think you saw that in that in the in the preseason game uh, the other night. Yeah, they 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 are they guys on the floor at the same time. small, and and uh, Facundo's smaller even than than Monte Morris, um, right. significantly. But he might be the smallest guy in the NBA, honestly. He's not, but it feels that way. Like you look at him, <laughs> right, right, you're, you're right. like, it's five eleven with stilts. Like, are you? How small are you actually? Um, but you watch it play and he plays like a seven foot tall, like crazy person. So that's great. Like I really enjoy, um, we'll get into that later. Uh, Composo, but they play extremely differently, but they both have similar weaknesses as far as size on a court and, you know, uh, matching up with longer, uh, lineups from other teams. Uh, both Morris and, uh, Composo will have the same issues with that, but the nuggets really bought in and, and I, Locking this in and keeping um, two smaller scoring guards who can handle the ball, who will have to play with, you know, uh, Murray in order to get all those guys on the court together. Um, And will also be playing with Jokic. Like, they're not just going to run backup units without ever playing with Jokic. Uh, There's too many. You have too many point guards to do that now. They're all going to have to play guard and they're going to be have a lot of passing and a lot of scoring happening from your guard position, which the Nuggets haven't had. In years, I mean, Barton was playing the small forward. He wasn't playing guard. Um, and Gary Harris hasn't right. been the scorer that Nuggets expected him to be before his injuries. So, you know, I, you were you were running guards out there. You know, uh, sometimes Tory Craig would, would play a shooting guard. That's He's not scoring for you. You know, uh, the Nuggets now have just a ton of options as far as passing and scoring. And they're going to play them. So I don't know if this is if the extension was meant to I don't I don't want to say force Malone's hand, but that it is an acknowledgement by the organization that we're going to change what we were doing last year. We're not doing more of last year. This is a different thing. Does it feel like in, in some ways? Because I still feel like with this roster, I'm like, well, it's still it just doesn't fit. Like there's still. There, there, there's one too many. You can't. Will Martin comes back. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like you can't. Like, either you're squeezing, you're squeezing PJ Dozier out. Yeah, why they're gonna um, do that? Yes. Which could happen, but even then, you're that that it's still a ten man deep. You're talking about playing, you know, Campazzo and Morris and Barton uh, off of off the benches. Those kind of as your three perimeter players there, along with Green and Hartenstein. Like, it's. I feel like maybe so maybe I I was with you I kind of expected Monty Morris to be the guy that they move on but like maybe it's not maybe they maybe they plan on trying to move a Gary Harris or a Will Barton and not really taking much back in return I think they have so that like is it is yeah. it possible that that Monty Morris ends up becoming a starter next to Jamal Murray well, this is what this is what's weird about the Nuggets um uh, personally I, I I mean I don't know that he would start I think he will play a lot of minutes the Nuggets were trying that in the in the postseason, and it worked out pretty well with Morris and Murray playing next to each other, and and they had some good runs with those with that lineup. Um, because right. could you could play um, um Murray off ball, so he didn't have right, to have exactly. the ball creating in his hands all the time. He was allowed to move without the basketball, which you know helps all the pressure. He doesn't have to dribble all the time into every situation. Um, but 
I, I really think I thought before the season that what, what was going to happen, I guess before I thought before the draft that what was going to happen was they were going to move Morris potentially during the draft. Um, and that, you know, you would then have Compazzo who we heard was coming in free agency and you would have Barton available to play some point guard if needed. Um, or always handle the ball and, and you and know, PJ Dozier, right? Like you have PJ Dozier who they, who they again gave another, uh, a small contract to, but right. that he was expected to get some minutes, man, like as a tall. Yeah. Well, I mean, defender. they gave him like a Monty Morris, Tory Craig Correct. contract. Those guys uh, they did it right played minutes on those yeah. on those contracts, right? And and he looked like the next guy. And now you know they you had um, uh, PJ Dozier specifically after the game when he was playing some small forward, say basically that he was just trying to, you know, fit in and find a place to you know be helpful and get his get his minutes, right? Um, and he, they're going to they're going to have to move him up the chain. They don't have enough point guard minutes now. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. And so he's going to have to move off ball. He's going to have to be kind of a more of a Tory Craig player. Right. Yeah. That's really. It seems like that's the the role that they've asked him now to fill in right. for is is that Tory Craig role. And if there's any injuries um, or COVID sickness that he then moves back to your backup point guard position, you know, maybe third on the depth chart. But you know, right, right. now they've already got like three point guards ahead of him. So he's not a point guard for the Nuggets. Right, right yeah, now. exactly. There's no, there's, you don't have four point guards on roster. So, no. like, so he's got, um, he's basically playing cause he's big enough. He's, he's Will Barton size. Yeah, like, he's playing small forward right now. Yeah. He, he can play right small forward. Is. It's literally, it's literally and legitimately something that he can do. But again, then the Nuggets drafted, you know, um, RJ Hampton and he right. basically plays the exact same. Yep, he plays the same position. He's the exact same guy. He's just another one of those, um, kind of like combo guard can play somewhere between the one to, one to three. Yep, and he's a slasher. Uh, he's six five. He's yep. about the same size as Barton. He's got the same kind of slender build, you know. And the the game wasn't. You could tell the game was going a little fast for him in his first NBA action. Yep. But that happens, man. Like you get jazz. You're <laughs> you've been waiting for this your yeah, whole life. Right. So let's get. I mean, let's get into this that this first preseason game against the Warriors, the Nuggets. Um, ended up losing it at the buzzer. I was, I was pulling for my my my. I wanted I wanted Vlaco to hit that so bad. <laughs> it would have been uh, it would have been sweet. Uh, it doesn't go down though. Nuggets end up losing one hundred seven one hundred five. They it was really a, a tale of two halves. They were not very good in the first half, and then they kind of came back in the second. In that first half, I mean, it really. What I noticed, so the the starting group. I guess, let's start with the starting unit. They the starting unit was not great. With the exception of Nikola Jokic, who was like absolutely dominant, and and that was, I mean, really the the game got kind of out away from in the first half when it was actually the bench came in. Yes, um, once Jokic okay came the off the half. floor, like, they weren't great. They were but getting they really, a lot of shots. They, they were they were basically awful, but the, except for Jokic was awesome. Like that's <laughs> that was kind of and that was kind of to me the story of the starters the entire game. Yes, and I agree with that. The starters were out of sync. Um, I mean, Millsap missed a bunch of shots. Gary Harris missed a bunch of shots. Like the first half, the first half stint of Jamal Murray didn't take any shots. Correct. Yeah, Murray, Murray didn't do nothing, and and then you had um, MPJ who in the first half wasn't too bad. In the second half, he just didn't have his legs. You could tell all of his shots. He missed were off. a bunch of shots too. Like yeah, yeah they, like all of them, all all three of those other starters, Harris, yep. Millsap, Porter, they all had like there there was like a moment in the game. They had like one run in the game where they flashed and they had some uh, they had some nice moments. Right. 
And then for the rest of the game, like they were, just, I mean, like Millsap took some awful shots. Yes. Uh, or just shots that looked awful. And like, and Porter came up a lot uh, short on a lot yep. of threes that you would normally expect him to knock down. Yeah. Well, I mean, Murray did too. I mean, one, he barely drew iron when he, he shot a three of the second half, but right. you know, he, he pulled up for a three and was like, that's not going to go, man. He barely caught, he almost airballed it. Do you worry about the rust with the starting unit? Because, like, in theory, to me, like, these guys, I mean, yes, they're, Michael Porter Jr. is the new uh, guy in the starting unit. But, like, these guys should be pretty, in my eyes, pretty, like, ready to go. So is it, is it concerning that, that even even a group who's had so many minutes together is, is showing these signs of rusts in, in their first game, in the first preseason game? No, I'm not really worried about it. Like... Again, it's your first preseason game, and you haven't been able to practice as much. Like, this is the thing. With COVID everywhere, like, how much actual game time have you had? You might have had gym time. But, like, how much actual game run, how many actual scrimmages, how many, you know, um, pickup games even, were you able to run in the two months you weren't playing basketball? Like, professional basketball. I, I I don't think, like, one game worth of rust is something to be concerned about necessarily. Like they had shots that were there. They just didn't make anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't like they had bad, terrible looks. It wasn't like they didn't get open. I mean, they did have a lot of sloppy turnovers, but again, like that's kind of like, it could be just them not, you know, not getting back in the, in the moment, momentum of things. I guess, I I mean, I get, I get what you're saying too, (laughs) because given that they only had the two months off, um, you know, it's not like a normal off season where guys will guys will take like a month right there's, after. Yeah, the there's times they ends. don't even play, man. Like you take a month yeah. and just don't do anything. You go to Bermuda or whatever. And then and then guys like you start seeing guys like like Gary Harris, Tory Craig was another one who was always there. Like and, and Will Barton, another one. Like the user back, they're back at Pepsi Center and working out. Right. In you know in July, uh, in August, even before really everybody's come back for training camp. This time because they they were all down in that bubble in the bubble like locked into like. Uh, basketball was there dominated literally every second of their lives. Like I, I bet you, I bet you those guys. I don't think they played basketball yeah. at all for like. Yeah, they <laughs> lifted weights months. and then they went home to hang with their yeah. families. And I do not exactly. blame them, honestly. No, although, me neither. Although I will tell you, Nikola Jokic was a man among boys in that game. Yeah, he seemed to like Jokic is like I guess that's the one thing to take away. Like Jokic was ready to go, man. Like he was like married he looked like he was in full playoff form. Like. And that's and uh, let me ask you this. I mean, like, should we should we consider Jokic as a legitimate MVP candidate? I do. I I see. To me, I think it's so as well. And like, yeah, it, the Nuggets would obviously have to be like a top two seed sure. in the West. But if they, um, if, they get past, if they get past, like, if they do finish as a top two seed, you know, if they're better than right. the Luka Doncic led Mavericks, you know, Luka's going to get right. plenty of MVP pub. Yeah, and I mean, what if Jokic just like averages something? He's like twenty two, ten and nine, or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and you saw him just score at will. You saw him like defending out to the three point line and then sprinting back down the court to like set screens. Like he looked good. He's like. I saw him. I saw him throw a three quarter, uh, three quarter court pass on the inbound where yep. he grabbed it and like stepped. You know, he's like, all right, let me step one foot into uh, out of bounds. So like this counts as an inbound pass, and then just winged Whoop. it the entire rest yeah. of the court. Yep. Like and and he hit and it was he Gary Harris and he hit him like he hit him in stride. I think that will actually and I think Harris uh, finished. He might not have finished that. Late, no, he, but did. I think he that, did. That was the one he finished. Yep. Yeah, and so that, that that I mean that counts as an assist for Jokic. Yeah, like 
Uh, the guy is like, like I said, he he looks ready to go. So he was um. That was, I think, that, that's what I was saying, and and I can't I guess that's the what's the funny thing to take away from the starters is like, <clears throat> as long as Jokic is fine, as we know, as long as Jokic is good to go, like the team, the team will be right there, uh, no matter what. Because, like I said, they it seemed like uh, the the game got away from. It's funny, the game got away from the second half so much, that, and then it came back at the end, man. And then, but also, yeah, and then with the comeback at the end, both it was the bench both times. It was it got away from them with the bench. And then it came back um, in the second half of the bench. What I noticed in that first half when the game got away from him is that without Will Barton, like that group, uh, that bench group is going to struggle to find to find points against good defenses. Like they've got lots of energy to get up and down the court. Uh, I think I think Composo is going to be a nice guy to run. You know, we saw him run like a nice, real nice pick and roll with Hartenstein there. Um, but when they get when they play when they get bogged down, they have zero scorers. They don't uh, have like group. baller shot makers. Like they have right, guys exactly. who can score, but they don't have guys who are like I would like to go embarrass the other team now and just throw it in their face. Like the, right. without Barton, they don't have that guy on the bench. Right. Yep. I and that's I and I and I think it hurt them um, in that in that first half yeah, run because they had they just had it was like there was just no one to score the ball. Um, no. And they no, were no and of... I will say I do not. Ex- this is not what I would expect to see as far as um m- like regular season. Yeah, I don't Shit. think Malone's going to play too much uh, full bench. But you never know. Sometimes Malone does go full I bench. Know, but I mean. never go full bench. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, the, the Nuggets this year should play 48 minutes with either Jokic or Murray on the court at all times. Just Yeah, may, well, I, I'll, I'll say at least as Jokic, Murray, or Porter. Yes. Like, at least one of those three guys yes. should always, always be out there to have some sort of score. And again, it. as soon as Barton is, you know, ready to go... Um, he will also be in the game with one of those guys. So you're always yeah. you you'll have plenty of scorers. I'm not worried about their scoring, but if they put that bench unit out there again, yes, I expect it to struggle because they didn't have the guy who can actually challenge, especially against the the Warriors had a pretty long lineup out there. Like Kelly Oubre kept embarrassing people. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kelly Oubre was making a lot, of, not a, a lot of nice plays. A lot of nice plays at the rim. Yeah. I mean, I, it feels like I like counted at least three blocks that guy well, the, got at the rim. He went past and, him. Like they blew past yeah. Kelly Oubre, and then he came back at them, blocked them. <laughs> like right, exactly. And, and again, that that's that may just be the, the you you know when you're playing pickup games against guys who are six two, you know right. you're, yeah, you're not yeah. used to NBA length coming at you exactly. at NBA speed. So I mean, despite all the, uh, despite maybe getting the blocks and some, some look like some early, uh, maybe just some early jitters. The story of this game has to be Facundo Campasso, right? I mean, like that well, was essentially. I mean, he was he was the guy that I think uh, maybe maybe not everybody was looking for first I and was. foremost, but by the end of the night, like I he was. was what everybody's talking about. That is my boy, like. <laughs> Fuck, who's my boy? I, yeah, no, I mean, he like he definitely was. I was definitely very intrigued to get to see him play. And like I said, I think early on you could see some jitters. Like he, you know, he picked up a quick foul. He kind of. Um, oh, early, yeah. His first stint, he wanted it too bad. His first right, stint, yeah, exactly. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm in the NBA," and that, that's not in a starstruck way. Like Facundo Campazzo has been known to want to get to the NBA for several years. Right. Um. He has it built. You know, there, there's reasons that his buyouts kept getting steeper 
with his new deals because teams knew he's probably thinking about making that jump. And, you know, he would tell people that he was interested. He, he, the Mavericks looked at him a couple years ago. You know, he's had the idea of getting to the NBA. And the fact that he's here now, I felt like, like his first stint on the floor, he was like watching instead of doing, he was a little tentative for him. Right. And then his second stint, you saw Fukunu Composite. You saw Faku right. out there like diving for loose balls and harassing people to the point where they wanted to shove him and like scoring, yeah. whipping like, you know, passes from beyond the three-point line for, you know, easy layups and all sorts of crap that he is a delight. I, I've seen him play plenty, you know, over in Europe and he's doing exactly what I expected him to do. He's, you can tell he's one of those guys who the Nuggets, along with Jermichael Green, another guy like this, like the Nuggets brought in some guys who are going to bring some toughness. Yes, uh, I think to this team, like th- th- that's been and th- that's been an element that I think has been missing. But like, man, like uh, like uh, Faku doesn't. I mean, he he does not give a shit about anybody <laughs> pissing anybody off no. in this game. Or like, he's here or to like, play. You know, if you're not here to any play, unwritten you rules of the game. The yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like this guy is this guy is going to give you a full court press uh, in the first quarter of a preseason game. Yes, he <laughs> is, and he's going to That's... dog you. And then when he gets the deflection, he's going to yell in your face. Like, exactly. Um, we you know we talked. Yeah, you know, is he not only toughness? It's also vocal demonstrativeness. Like the Nuggets have a lot of guys that don't show anything. You know, right. like they're very stoic. The Nuggets have habitually been an extremely stoic team. Where you're like, did Jeremy Green enjoy the fact that he just buried that dagger three? Or is he thinking about lunch? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if Jeremy Grant is out there doing anything, like, you know, did uh, that that was a block and that was great. You know, from Jokic, does he care? You know, Jeremy Grant uh, not burying any dagger threes. Uh, Jeremy Grant um, was... looked like I expected Jeremy Grant to look in <laughs> Detroit as the focal point of an offense. But again, it's preseason. Oh, well, they did. They did. Well, let's see. Hold on. They won. They did. They played tonight. Okay. They won. Detroit ninety nine ninety three. Let, let's see. Jeremy Grant. Uh, oh, I took the game off. He didn't play. Yeah. Man, <laughs> let's hope that's not a habit too. But again, I, oh, I have maybe. no. I have no problem. No, with no. He played. Doing he played. Jeremy Grant he things was, like he made Jeremy a business decision. Eight points on eight shots today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I let Jeremy Grant enjoy his enjoy his money, and enjoy being non competitive. For the next several years, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but I mean, again, you know, Composo came here because the Nuggets are a contender. It's not just that it was yep. the Nuggets; like he had other offers. Yep, it was about it was about getting an opportunity uh, to play for sure. All right, uh, let's um, let's go ahead and hit the break, and then when we come back, the Nuggets have two more preseason games on the horizon next week we will talk a little bit about that and a little bit about what we're going to be watching for those and then we will give you some season predictions before the season gets kicked off next week so stick with us we will be right back we've all been there When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, 
Maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. and Gordon Gross. Gordon, the one preseason game in the books against the Golden State Warriors. Now we get back-to-back games with the Portland Trailblazers. I believe the next one will be uh, here in Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. And then I think they'll probably go out and play one in Portland, uh, I would imagine, after that. Or maybe not. They might just play them both here in Ball Arena. That would make more sense if you were... uh, Trying to avoid, you know, big-time COVID transmissions. It looks like that maybe is what they're doing. I think maybe they're playing them both here. I, I uh, believe they are Denver. playing both of them here. That would make sense. Uh, either way, so the Nuggets uh, will will take these two games here against Portland to wrap up the preseason. Um, is there, I mean, I guess, like, what, 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 what is Coach Malone trying to accomplish? Is he still tinkering with lineups and trying to figure out who's in this rotation? Or is he mostly just trying to get some of these guys get their... Uh, "Quote unquote," sea legs under them and get them ready for the start of regular season I, in the fall. I week. think it's more. Well, I think it's both. I think he's working on sea legs. Like I don't know if Jokic should play in the next game. I wouldn't play him. He looks perfect. Yeah, like, like, right. yeah. To me, be honest, like exactly. I might, I might sit him for sure next game and then the following game and play him like it did this game, where you know, all right, we'll play you the first half and then maybe the first you'll get your first shift in the uh, second half and then we'll sit you down for the rest of the right. Yeah, if he's playing more than 20, 22 minutes a game, that's stupid. But I wouldn't play him at all in the next game. Maybe yeah. in the third game for sure. Like, you're, yeah. especially against Portland twice, you're not going to learn anything new. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I would probably sit. Uh, I would see Jokic for this upcoming game, this first upcoming game, uh, as well. I, and then maybe, and that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I think with this next game, I think okay, if you're kind of wondering, well, how is Jamichael Green gonna look uh, as as a starter? So maybe I probably don't play Paul Millsap uh, this first game either. Um, and I maybe start you know Hartenstein and 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 Green as my as my forwards along with with Murray and Harris. Uh, and Porter and see kind of like how that goes and then you know give more time and really don't really play a ton of Murray and Harris probably either 
uh, and give more time to Compazzo and Morris. Give more time to R.J. Hampton. Get Bull Bull some minutes. Bull Bull needs some minutes, like the last fourth fourth quarter. Yeah, because I think I think that there's you know not that I want to go back to the game uh, that they already played since we already talked about it, but I think we kind of saw there. Okay, like Bull Bull right now is on the outside of the rotation. Um, I don't even know if that's true. In. I just think for that game, they had other things they wanted to see. Like yeah. you know, and maybe that's it. And I hope he knows that because, like, obviously, like, you can't – there's no reason to not play him. He looked a little tentative and a little weird in just a couple of minutes on the court. But, I mean, you know, he wasn't expected to be the last guy off the bench, I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. my assumption was that they held him for that because they're going to have some guys that take off this next game, and then Bull's going to get a good 20 minutes out of it. Yeah, and that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, so maybe you don't play Jokic and Millsap, and so that way you get more time – uh, for Bull Bull, right, and, and and more time for you know for some of these other guys. Like I said, R.J. Hampton, another guy who didn't get to play much, um, and and you would hopefully maybe get get a little more minutes. Though I don't expect R.J. Hampton to play a ton. Uh, Zeke Najee, who looked we it's Zeke, funny we, we didn't talk about Zeke, we, we didn't should. talk about him. Yeah, and and he looked he, boy, he looked as good as anybody there in the in the fourth quarter. Comfortable. Um, that yeah, was exactly. a guy yeah, who he, looked he like was, this is easy. Like I've done this before. Like he looked like a guy who'd already been to a summer league, had a season around a team. Like there were no rookie jitters there. That guy just was like, eh, easy peasy. I'll take a few shots. I'll grab, you know, he didn't grab any rebounds, I don't think. But uh, again, that's what I would expect him to do would be to grab rebounds. But he he made his defensive right. rotations. He had a nice block shot. Yeah, there. like he yeah he had some he had some good moments. And yeah, so the, those are the kind of guys that I think I would rather get to see at least some minutes in his next preseason game and then in the final preseason game you pretty much play your first your your actual rest rehearsal. yeah you know yeah you, you play your real rotation for right. the first um half and then in, and then again that first shift right so you 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 have your starters come out in the second half play their first shift and then they go they go to you go to the bench following that and then you just don't bring your your starters just never come back and you let your you know, you let your into the bench guys finish it out. Like that's yep. that's the way I would at least run it. Um, but sometimes coach does that in opposite. I know in, in the past preseason, like it wouldn't surprise me either for him to have that that dress rehearsal game this upcoming one, right. and then use the last game uh, as to kind rest of just, everybody uh, and whatever. Yeah, yep. to rest his normal guys and just let let some of the the deep bench guys play. Uh, more as well, I could see him. I could see him going either way. But I think really to me, it's. You know, I, I I think you're just basically doing that. You're you're trying to get some minutes for your young guys in one of these games, and then the other game you're trying to use is more or less your, your dress rehearsal uh, before the before the season starts. Yep. On the twenty third. Agreed. And and again, you're you're still trying to iron out your guard rotation. Like, yeah. You still don't really know. Okay, so we know where Murray's starting. So who's playing next to Murray? My assumption is is going to be Gary Harris in the regular season. Yep. Because he doesn't take a lot of shots. Like. You're going to need somebody, if you have three shooters in Murray, MPJ, and Jokic, you're going to need some other guys who aren't shooters, like, who aren't sucking up shots. So, I would expect it to be, you know, Gary Harris at the two, and Millsap at the four, and Millsap at the four is mostly because, as we found out from Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap, when when he came here in his zone, it takes a minute to figure out how to play next to a point center. Right. It's just weird, especially if you're the four. Like normally you would not be seeing passes coming from the five. The Nuggets are going to probably try and use um, or or, or going to try and basically take a step back at that power forward 
position in terms of their plans. Like they had a plan of this year. Okay, we're gonna have Jeremy Grant there, yes, and that's gonna he was be like to our start. next step. Yeah, and, and then they didn't, and they're just like, all right, well, let's just step it. We'll just dial it back to Paul Millsap again. Yep. We'll bring back old old faithful Paul, Paul Millsap. And and we'll and now we bring in Jermichael Green and he'll kind of serve that purpose that Jeremy Grant was serving last year in the regular season before they got to the bubble in the playoffs where he's like okay, he's that kind of combo forward off the bench um who maybe can play a little five for you. They saw we saw him do that for uh, a few minutes in that preseason game like uh that's kind of they, they just kind of took that that step back there. Um, with the, that power forward group, I think for right now, and then, but potentially we could see, you know, the same thing happen again, where maybe just Jermichael Green uh, taking over for Paul Millsap, right. or maybe coming on strong Green. in the second half. I would expect to see um, Jermichael Green come on much stronger once he knows how this works, because it, it plays completely right. differently than the Clippers. The yeah, Nuggets exactly. and the Clippers could not be more different in the way that they initiate their offense. He, you know, it's funny that you say that because when I think about that preseason game, he he did very much look like he was still playing for the Clippers, right? Like yep. he was just kind of just kind of hanging around, like, all right, I'm going to watch these guys play and chip in where I can when I can get my moments. Yeah, um, he he didn't he didn't look from... like he knew what was going on. Not not as a not as like a knock. Just this is not my play style. Right. Um, and so or you know what I'm used to. You know, he came from, you know, the Grizzlies and all sorts of other teams that didn't really do this. Right. So exactly. I'm curious to see um, how that goes. Like, if they wanted to play him next to Jokic in, in the preseason, I could see it just to make sure he gets some minutes to get acclimated. But the Nuggets right. last year with Jeremy Green were very consistent about not putting Jeremy Green in the game with Jokic. You mean Jeremy Grant. That's what I meant. I'm going to do that <laughs> yeah, whole season. This time it was you. The whole so season, I'm going to be Jeremy oh. Green and Jermichael right. Grant, and yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> but, you know, oh. Jeremy Grant didn't play a lot with Jokic in the first oh, yeah. however many games before the bubble. Like, he didn't really do that until the bubble, and he didn't really start until the bubble. <laughs> except until for except the case of injury. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They they they, they definitely kind of kept them. Uh, they kept those them two guys separate. Yeah, and so the Nuggets like this year have the same opportunity with Jermichael Green. See, I got it right that time. They have, they have it with Jermichael Green to either try and acclimate him early, or to run him opposite to Jokic, so that he doesn't have to get acclimated. So it's more so traditional. He has a traditional point guard. Him, he has you know a traditional big man next to him. Right, he's. It's very yeah. That that backup group is very well. But 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 is it now? Because it's, it's a little bit different. It's it's because now it's kind of like a smaller group. Because that's my thing. Is like definitely smaller. So group. if you're, you're Michael Green is obviously going to play, and it looks like you know obviously Isaiah Hartenstein is your backup center, and he's uh he's exactly whatever he's everything Plum, Mason Plumley was, except for he would he can shoot it a little bit better and doesn't cost you nearly as much money. Um. But Not so as much like money those, and make free throws. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if those those guys are your kind of like your backup, your bigs, um, and you know you're going to play Compazzo and Morris, and then assuming you know Barton gets healthy here and is playing, like, uh, is there is is there anybody even fighting for a rotation spot, or or is it, as long as Barton is healthy, is this rotation essentially set? And and guys like PJ Dozier. Uh, and Bull Bull are just are just on the outside looking in. I think they are on the outside looking in, and I I wish that wasn't the case for Bull, 
right? But I don't, it's I, hard to find the minutes yeah. right now. If Barton's healthy, the minutes that Bull would get are going to Barton. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because he's the vet. Exactly. He already knows what his job is. You're not worrying about his growth like pattern, you know. Um, and the only time that Bull's going to get on the court is going to be via injury or rest games. Now, I hope that they do give a lot of rest games to Barton. Like they, he hasn't been healthy in the playoffs for two years. Yeah, that's true. So, like, it would be great if you could get him through the regular season healthy. That's true. I wonder if I wonder how much they try and do that that, that this year. If they actually do try and work rest games, you saw how many back to backs there were in January, guys. right? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be January. It's a crazy brutal. schedule for sure. It's just brutal. So, I would hope that on all back to back games, you just sit Barton, and you tell him this is for your own good. Calm down. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he, he has a player option next year anyway, or after this season. So it's not like he's fighting for a free agent contract immediately. You know, if he wants to come right. and get and just take that, you're not hurting him by telling him that he has to sit. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead and, you know, give him the rest. Keep him healthy for the postseason and get both some minutes. Like, that's what I would do. Yeah, and I think that's... Uh, that might make the most sense here, or 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 even other guys. I mean, Gary Harris, another guy who yep. could, uh, you could use to get some rest, and then you slide Barton over to shooting guard, and you still get bowl more minutes in that small forward position. Because right. that's really where I think you can, uh, they would want to, and that's where the Nuggets list him as a small forward. I think that's where they'd like to play him. They'd like to basically, you know, I think in an ideal world, Bull Bull works himself into a position where. Uh, you know, you you go from Michael Porter Jr. to Bull Bull. You don't really That's have to change idea. much. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are those are two guys who who can be very similar. They're they're about they're two unicorns. So you're you might as well use them in uh, in similar what is this roles. Thing? Yeah, they're they're both six ten dudes who can rebound. Well, one of them seven two. But... Uh, yeah, I know. But six ten plus. <laughs> well, they're both right. they're both huge threes. Right. You know, but they can they can rebound, they can shoot the three. Um, you know, they'll always be able to stretch the floor for you. Um, you know, Bull gives you a little more blocking because uh, I I don't know that MPJ is going to swat a lot except on chase downs. Right. But you know, it's it gives you that that long shooting threat at the three, and you can plan for your game to always have that. So my goal for the Nuggets long term. Is for Bull to be a three and MPJ to be a three, and Bull gets, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and MPJ gets 30. And there you go. But right yeah. now they have Barton. And with right, Barton, right now they have Barton. you're, you're going to have to work it out. So the easiest way to do that is rest games. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, uh, to close up the show, let's do something a little bit different, which is... Uh, we're gonna go ahead. And we will put in some season predictions. I guess we try and do this uh, every year before the season starts, and I figure why not. We do, but you didn't ask me to do this year. before now, so I know exactly. So um, let's start with this. We we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, uh, MVP conversation. Um, we were thinking maybe you know if Jokic plays like he did uh, in this first preseason game, he's gonna have to be. He's going to have to be certainly in that group. I mean, he's but always going to be in that group. Like, yeah, he, he, got, exactly. he got those last year. He was, I think it was two years ago, right? He was maybe fourth. Um, who do you, who is, who I guess is your, your favorite? Who would you, if you're going to pick someone right now to win MVP, who would it be? If we're going to pick somebody? Yep. Um, 
Well, Giannis has already won it, so it's not going to be Giannis again. Yeah, well, because he won it the third third year in a row. Yeah, they're not going to give I mean, it to him three years in a row. That's that's the whole LeBron James like rule of you pick some other person. Times. Right. It's, I don't think it's happened since like Larry Bird. Right. Yeah, they, they're not going to they're not going to pick Giannis again. So my vote would probably it's, it's probably going to be LBJ. I mean, if the Lakers are in first again, yeah, then it's going to be LBJ. Yeah, I think LeBron James has got to be definitely your favorite um, going into this because here's the thing: is it's it's really rare for a team not in the top two seeds um, for, for the MVP to be on a team that didn't come from the top two seeds. It happens every now and then. Russell Westbrook, the year he averages triple double. Um, was one but, every, them, but, but everybody said that he shouldn't have gotten that, that that was just that stuffing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it, it could go. It's it's usually going to be one of those premier teams. And it's hard to see, I guess, somebody getting a top seed over the Lakers. So, yes. Um, now, again, that depends if, if everybody for the Lakers stays healthy. And, right. you know, uh, Anthony Davis has a history of not staying healthy. The one thing I wonder too about LeBron James and, and getting that award, too, though, is like how much how many rest games is that guy going to take? How much it HH be... has he got? No, it's <laughs> like for serious. Like I don't like it, I. He's not necessarily a rest game guy, and honestly, right. if they're winning, then then I don't think it matters how many rest games he gets. Like, uh, if you're the number one seed in the West after winning a title, like you already get title carryover, and that has cachet and MVP voting too. Right. You know, like I would I would consider him to be the odds-on favorite. Um, after him, like Kawhi has some work to do again, there's a hangover effect from last year when Kawhi came up short in game seven, you know, against the Nuggets. So that, I think that plays against him. Um, you're looking at Luca, but Luca would have to be a top two seed. Right. You know, I, I, I suppose if Brooklyn is amazing out of the gate, you could have Durant. Durant or Kyrie, whichever one of them. Is uh, yeah, whichever one of them is killing it for the team. Yeah. If if Brooklyn yeah. is a legit contender, it's like a, like yeah. I mean, you could see what if what if what if the Celtics uh, end up with the number one seed? Yeah, see a guy like a yeah, Jason but I don't. Tatum again, like I still think the East doesn't have the the pull with the you, voters. Right, you'd almost have to have an. You'd, you'd have, like, you'd have it to have a sixty something like, game, like Giannis yeah. style, like MVP because so, it has to be overwhelming. I will submit this to you on my and my pick for MVP this year. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Nikola Jokic to win. I nobody is talking about Jokic um as as a, like a legit MVP candidate, but I think I think LeBron James and then Kawhi Leonard, both of those LA teams that they could be resting their stars, which not only could hurt them in the MVP chase, could also maybe hurt them in the standings a little bit to where the Nuggets could slide in and potentially end up being If the Nuggets the, top are the number 1 seed, seed and Jokic is posting like 23 you know, 12 and eight or something. Yeah, I can see it. See, exactly. I'm with you. I like, I think, um, I think it's, it's, it's certainly possible. So I, I think on the, um, on, if it's, if we're not going with LeBron, I think it's between, uh, Luca and, and Nicola. There you go. See, I'm with you. I'm with you there as well. And Luca could be the same deal where he gets like, he might, because he's just kind of like, I think he's the sexy pick right now. Like he could end up being like, if, if, if Luca score, it averages like 30 points with like, 10 rebounds and seven assists. He could like, too. Like Luke is incredible. And, right. Exactly. And his team is like a three seed or a four seed. Like he could still, that could be one of those scenarios where he still ends up being the MVP because they have no one else. I mean, Chris Tapps is all right, but the Mavericks pretty much have Luca and that's it. 
Well, he's certainly the guy driving the train, right? Like, there's no other guy. I, the thing with that, like, the Nuggets don't necessarily have the other guy, not in the regular season. It's never been Jamal. Like, Jamal right. is is a playoff killer. But in the regular season, he is fairly he's pedestrian. Yeah. You know, like, he hasn't put up huge numbers. You know, not the kind that get even all-star votes, let alone MVP votes. Right. You know, whereas you've got, you know, and the same with uh, the Mavericks. Like you said, they've got Doncic, and then you're looking at a bunch of guys who could play, but, like, not anybody – you're not having any Anthony Davises on that roster. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody there that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is – The other guy um, to Luka is – This is a clear second, like, star – this is a clear second top ten player in the NBA. Right, exactly. Yeah, Bulbin I love, but but he's not that. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, I would I would say um, it's between Luca and and Jokic if it's not going to be LeBron, but I still think it's going to be LeBron. What about uh, what about Rookie of the Year? Well, Bull Bull, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that was the funny thing is people were talking about like oh it's going to be Bull Bull. I was like man, there's no chance that there's going to be Bull Bull. Like it's Bull Bull. If no like way bad things happen to the roster minutes. and Bull Bull has to pull thirty minutes for some reason, like <laughs> right, exactly. you don't want to see that. That is not good. They didn't even have Bobo on the board. Uh, they shouldn't. Odds. Like again, he's not going to get the minutes. It's it's Nikola Jokic, yeah. uh, his team. But like Michael Malone pulls the strings, and Michael Malone didn't play Michael Porter Jr. Like he's right. not going to play Bobo. I like uh, I kind of like Lamelo Ball for the uh, the Rookie of the Year award. I think I think he's obviously he'll he's he will get a ton right? of minutes. You know he's going to get to play plenty down there in Charlotte. Um, and he, you know he's obviously going to have the hype, and I think I don't know. I, just, I think like Lamelo, I, I I like his game. Uh, I like I like that that Hornets roster around him to give him like he's got lots of like good player. Whether it's Terry Rozier, who will probably dominate the ball somewhere himself, but um, you know with Rozier or where you've got you've got Bridges, uh, you've got who um, guess who's the other guys they got they had a bunch of rookies down there. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Devonte Graham. Like there's there's a bunch of guys who can play. For that, for that, that group, but they need like they need that one star, kind of just like John Morant was for the Grizzlies yeah. last season. Like I, yeah. I could see Lamelo Ball being that same type of uh, in that same type of situation. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a Lamelo Ball believer, man. Like so, so my issue is like whose team is going to get enough pub to like, and but he's also going to get enough minutes. Like, can yeah. you go with somebody like Golden State? Like that's the guy we left off our MVP conversation with Steph Curry. Yeah, like if Steph if Steph takes his team to a number three seed or something, I'm sure Steph's getting votes. Oh yeah, he, he'd probably he, he'd have to think of it. Especially without Clay, a uh, big candidate. Yeah, but because exactly. you don't have Clay and you know you have a center to work in, I could see James Wiseman being rookie of the year. Yeah, he, he definitely is one of the guys who could get a pub. I mean, you think the other guys like you know, in Obi Toppin out there in New York. Yeah, but um, uh, again, but I know Knicks New York love that, but it's New York, and I just can't. <laughs> Right. It's so sad yeah, that the second big, that the, like the the media market that is New York has been so meh for so long. Well, and, and I think that's the other thing that comes with the rookie of the year um, conversation too is like there's a certain level of like success that he has. When I mean, you think about like John ja, ja Morant yeah. winning it, like and yeah, the, and, and the, the, the Grizzlies were better. Like yeah, and excitement. Obi Toppin. Like, no offense to Obi, but he's not exciting. No, yeah, exactly. He's uh, you know. He's a lunch pail guy. I'm like, this is fine. Yeah, he's a solid player, but like, there are years it goes to a solid guy, but it's those are bad years. Uh, okay. Let me ask you this: 
Nuggets over under. It's a little bit weird because they're only it's a seventy two game season. Right. Over under forty four and a half, um, which I think I did the math. It essentially works out to basically like forty nine yep. and a half uh, in a regular season. So uh, basically, whether or not they'd be a fifty win season team yep. in the normal uh, fifty win team. Over. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I, I I tend to take the over there. I don't think it's a weird year. COVID could mess everything up, right? For sure. But yep. like, if everybody's healthy. But hey, like most of the most of the Nuggets player already have caught COVID anyway. Right? So. Yeah, they already took care of the problem last year. <laughs> it's no problem. No problem. You know, but you you're talking about a, a fully healthy and fit Jokic. You know, um, I would absolutely expect even with growing pains. On the squad, they have so much depth. You know, if MPJ twists an ankle, you've got Bull Bull and Will Barton ready to go. Like, right. if Monte Morris, like, you know, took the hamstring, Facundo's right there. Right, yep. So, like, I'm not worried about their depth at all. I'm not worried about whether Jokic is going to have a slow start because he was eating too much Burrick before he showed up <laughs> <in> camp. <laughs> Yeah, no, no worries there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you got to hit the over on that. Yeah, I, I tend to think so as well. I think that I say, plus I think continuity is gonna is gonna matter um, here, yep. as, particularly early in the year. But they haven't had enough um, training, man. Like the, the camps have been so light. Like even when right. they brought guys in, they couldn't really practice for a minute. They were bringing guys right, in yeah. all week to just like work out individually. Yeah, exactly. They're. Uh, uh, they they've been having uh, and they've been having you know they got <laughs> they got a, some guys can practice upstairs some guys got to go downstairs to the main court right. <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny but no I think I think they're gonna have um I think the Nuggets are gonna get off to they once again they've got a pretty good uh softer start in their schedule and then it gets it gets pretty rough in January January and sucks in, in January and, and then into <laughs> March too they hit a they hit some stupid uh they hit a stupid long road trip there but. Um, I think they're. I think they're going to probably be uh, close. They'll probably push close to that fifty win mark. Uh, in general, I think they'll probably end up being. My like win guess like is 48, 48. 49. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm with you on that one. All right. Uh, one more prediction then before we get out of here, which is of course, Gordon. Who are you picking to win the uh, win it all? Who is the NBA champions in 2021? Uh my money's still on the Lakers. Still picking the Lakers, which I think is, a t- I mean, it's got to be. It's cheap, like but a, you, I mean, they already know how to work. Right. They already know what they do. Nobody could stop them last year. Like, I, think, I haven't seen the Bucks step up yet in the playoffs. You know, yeah. I think Miami is great, has great coaching. Um, But they didn't have the horses. Yeah, I think um, I, I I think in a lot of ways too the the Lakers are better this year with uh, you know when they add guys like uh, like a Montrezl Harrell that um, that makes it. I mean, you know, they got Marcus Gasol. Yeah, I was gonna say gonna maybe be, both Gasols. So yeah, yeah. There, there's gonna be a lot to uh, a lot to like there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have depth. They have um, they have size, um, and they have the greatest player of his era. Right. Right. You know, they have a Mount and, Rushmore guy. When you have a Mount Rushmore guy, you should always be a favorite. Right. And the, and you've got probably the best big in the NBA right now as well. So Yes, well, who uh, the best second banana in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's it's really to me it's between Anthony Davis or or Nicole Jokic as as the best big man period. Yeah, but um, if, if I had if you had Anthony Davis as your best player, I would take Nicole Jokic over him. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. So the problem uh, is is that there's no one better as the 
second best player. Like, yeah, right. You know, yeah, this is one of those. Incredible. How good is Chris Bosh or how good is Dwayne Wade next to LeBron James? Right. You know, you could make quibbles about whether those guys are individually their greatest at their position, but next to that guy, unstoppable. Dwayne, we're getting off topic here, but I mean, uh, Dwayne Wade did win a ring without LeBron, so let's. Uh... Not without Shaq. Yeah, well, old Shaq. Uh, anyways, not. <laughs> it's old LeBron, um... too, buddy, but I'm telling you. I actually think so. I, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks get it done this year. I like, I like that unit. That the you know the addition of Drew Holiday. Uh, I think goes goes a long way for that team. And and I think I just feel like that last year it really it, the funny thing about the Bucks is is as long as they can avoid uh, Miami because I think they still have some some of the same issues yep. uh, if they play Miami. But someone else is not Miami them, then they're okay. And then I think they're they they've got a good chance. I like the way they match up uh, against. Uh, against the Lakers in, sure. in a finals matchup. So my issue, um, my gonna... issue with the with the Bucks remains that they are an amazing team if Plan A works. Right. If they have to go to Plan B or C, um, make make mid game adjustments, make game to game adjustments, doesn't seem to go their way. That's not really the strength of that coaching staff. That is, and that is a good point. Um, and and exactly what we saw when they when they ran into Miami last season. I don't know. I just. Uh, I just can't. You think it's the their Lakers, year? Let's be honest. Well, look, I man. Just, I just wanted to be somebody, somebody other than the Lakers' year. The Bucks. The Bucks. And I was going to pick the Warriors, year. but now once Clay got hurt, then I, I don't think you can really pick the Warriors. Anymore. No, that that just makes it tough. But seriously, like there are several teams in the East that can make it interesting. There are several teams in the West that can make it interesting. But yeah. I think a healthy Laker squad still takes it. Still definitely has to be the favorite. Yeah. I'm, with you, I'm with you on that. All right. We will go ahead and we will close up the show with that. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I am at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Follow us also over at uh, uh, with the Denver Stiffs at uh, Denver Stiffs. Obviously, also on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. Make sure you guys are also checking out our YouTube channel. We've got our intern Riley working on new stuff uh, this season on the YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed to that and subscribe to the Denver Stiffs podcast network and that is where you will find this show the pickaxe podcast nuggets numbers uh i think you might even start finding chicken nuggets on there as well uh with the denver stiff show and then I th- we are going to be debuting a new podcast show i'm gonna think we're still working on the title for it but it's gonna be a really fun one uh, i'm gonna have a lot of laughs on that so make sure you guys are subscribing to the denver stiffs podcast network to make sure you're getting all of those shows as soon as they come out um, and directly on wherever you pick up your podcast feed. Mr. Gordon Gross, as always, sir, I appreciate you, and uh, let's go Nuggets for another good week. Great. Um, I, it's always nice to have the basketball back, and watching uh, Nicole Jokic work will always be a joy in my life. So, good times. Go. Basketball's back. We get a bunch of games. Let's go. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>